Listener note, this podcast may contain, and by may, we mean it does contain, adult content and explicit language. Things that some people don't want their kids to hear, although they probably should be hearing it. Hi, I'm Jenny. And I'm Elizabeth. And this is Whisker Biscuits and Gravy, a modern sex ed podcast. Today we're going to be talking to you about those sex myths that people just won't stop believing. But first, we want to sort of talk to you about why we decided to create this podcast. So, my background, uh, for a couple of years, I worked at Jefferson County Child Support. And it was devastating the number of people that had absolutely no idea why they had gotten pregnant. Uh, I worked in the division where they would try to figure out by DNA who the father was. And the the number of people that, like I said, just had no idea why they were pregnant, why they're, you know, why, how they'd gotten somebody pregnant. It was just so disheartening. Um, and at the time, Jenny and I lived together, and I would come home and tell my horrifying tales. Uh, so we decided that we wanted to start a podcast. Yep. It started over five years ago and we're just now 2018 getting it started after the podcast curve is already come and gone. Yep. Starting it late. Late, late bloomers like always. Like uh, always. But anyway, this has been, as I'm sure you know, it's sort of touchy topic. People don't like to talk about sex. They don't like to talk about issues like abortion or reproductive rights, but it's an important conversation to have. Um, and for me, I don't have a background where I had to necessarily deal with it directly, but mm-hmm. I do think it's very important to talk about these things and have it not be a taboo because, you know, it's thing, it's everyday life for people. Mm-hmm. People are going to have sex. People need reproductive rights, and it's especially disheartening that in 2018, um, five years after we even started to talk about this and just, you know, so we feel like we're so progressive in some ways, but in other ways we still have politicians who want to ban abortion and who want to shut down um, Planned Parenthood and other clinics that really help people with their reproductive um, issues and things like that. So I think this is just an important conversation to start. Well, and even like just the taboos behind it, like she was discussing, I didn't want to start this five years ago because I was going to try to have a career and I was afraid of what starting a podcast that was really important to me that I felt like was so important that we needed to get out there and talk to people about it. But I was still afraid that it was going to affect me finding a job that I didn't do it. And then I just never had a career. So I continued. (laughs) It's five years later. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. We stopped giving a shit uh, and said that it was important to do it. So here we are. Yay. So welcome to our first episode. Um, That's our first time. (laughs) You might hear some dogs. We paid $30 for our microphones and we're in a closed off room, but there's still windows and doors. Yeah. Not very good insulation. No egg crates. Nope. All right. So today we're going to be testing our own knowledge about sexual myths that people believe, or wives' tales, if you will. So I'm going to start. All right, Elizabeth. True or false? Foods can affect the taste of semen. So I'm sure you've heard this. Like, broccoli will make it taste bad. 
pineapple will make it taste good. True or false? Ah, okay. So I, I remember hearing this when I was in my early twenties and actively like wanting to believe it. I had one of not my first boyfriends, but the like most exciting of my sexual encounters in my early twenties. And I was chugging pineapple juice like you would not believe. You were, you don't, you don't produce semen. Yeah. I, no, girl, you know that they can go, that they go down there. Cause the theory was also that like, it would change, uh, how your, um, how the liquids that you secrete would taste. That, Pussy that's, juice, that's whatever. Fair. Yeah. Like I'm not a hundred percent sure what that word is, which is not a great, you know, start to this podcast. Um, <laughs> lady, lady juices. Uh, would taste better too. Um, and I was so freaked out because this guy was older than me and acted like he could tell that I had eaten broccoli that day. <laughs> um, but I don't, I'm gonna say that it's false. Like, I don't know. Wait, no, because when you pee, if you eat asparagus and you pee, it smells bad. So, actually, true. All right, so this is sort of a trick question, it's kind of mixed. Um, so there's a clinical sexologist, which means that this person got a degree in sexology. Um, they say that foods can affect the taste, but it's more about having a good diet in general than any particular food. Um, so, you know, like if you smoke or if you eat a really greasy fast food diet, that might make it taste kind of bitter. But if you eat, you know, the things that are good for you, like fruits, yeah, might make it... Take uh, taste a little bit better. The taste won't be dramatic, yeah. you know. It's never gonna taste like straight up pineapple juice. Um, <laughs> really? Because I think you said my pussy tasted like pineapple juice. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but if for for women who are performing this performing oral, their ovulation cycle might affect it because um, when you are ovulating, you have a heightened sensitivity to sweetness, mm -hmm. so that could affect the taste. Um, and a BBC experiment actually this is like there's no medical research on this but a bbc experiment did have a couple or three couples um it had them have this really bland diet for three days prior to doing this experiment and then it had one couple or one man ate spicy food one ate one man ate fishy foods and one man ate sweet diets and their partner said that they could tell a distinct difference so that's basically like the only <laughs> scientific experiment and a porn actress Annie Sprinkle with her extensive experience did say that there is a difference she said vegetarians have better tasting sperm and Ooh, she I does was, I was a pescatarian <laughs> at the time so and I didn't eat I was poor so I couldn't afford fish so it was really a vegetarian that ate fish once a month I must be why it tastes good yeah um she also said that the fruit makes it sweet idea is um, it does make it taste better. But again, it's never going to taste like straight up pineapple juice. But, you know, if you want to drink some pineapple juice or eat some fruit before your lady or your man or whoever goes down on you, it might not be a bad idea. So true or false? Wearing two condoms is double the protection. So two is better than one. I mean, that does sound like it would be better because, you know, like if you put multiple layers on when it's cold outside, you feel warmer. I feel more protected from the snow. But because that does not seem to because condoms don't come in two in one packs, I'm going to say that's false. You are correct. Uh, the friction 
of putting two condoms on at the same time is likely to, as they rub up against each other, cause it to tear. Um, one of them will slip off. Both of them could slip off. Um, you know, your that is not what you want. Your your dick is being squeezed tighter than it's used to uh, with two condoms on, and could just slip right on off there. Because um, condoms were not meant to be worn as a duo. So you shouldn't shouldn't do that. Uh, this myth started back in the '90s with the you know movies like American Pie, uh, making those pop culture things. We should definitely be better about our pop culture. Uh, also, maybe just don't believe a comedy movie about sexual health. I got all of my sex ed from Ben Stiller when I was a child, and has not led me wrong yet. <laughs> Well, it's because it's Ben Stiller. I mean, <laughs> come on, this is—he's not an American Pie. I've never seen American Pie. I know it has—is that the one with the flute scene? Yeah, like, where she yeah. has sex that's with the, the flute. That's the band camp one. Yeah. Um, and the pie one. I think the the one guy has sex with a pie. Oh, see, as I'm ninety eight percent sure Ben Stiller is not in American Pie. <laughs> my my phone's being used right now, so I can't Google it. Well, it's okay. The bar conversation has died with the invention of cell phones. All right, Elizabeth. True or false? Birth control causes weight gain. A lot of silence. Just gotta I, think yeah, about it. I gotta think about it. I I feel like it is actually false. Um, just I know you've done research on it. Uh, but anecdotally, my, my um, anecdotally, I always felt like I was actually a little bit lighter every time I started taking my birth control again. Like that my body was happy that I don't I was trying not to have babies or something. I don't know the scientific <laughs> reasoning behind it, but like personally for myself, I just always felt like I uh, was thinner. My theory would always be more that, you know when I started taking my birth or uh, when other people started taking their birth control again, we'd moved into that like nesting part of the relationship where you're just really happy to be with somebody and you stop making your salads and you go to eating McDonald's, <laughs> which is what I did. Well, you are correct. That is false. As much as we all want to believe that our birth control is to blame for that extra five to 10 pounds, 44 studies, 44, almost 50 st medical studies, and that's surprising that they're actually studying birth control pills, let's be honest. Um, but 44 studies showed that no evidence that they caused weight gain. Um, sometimes there was temporary weight gain um, due to like fluid retention that went away within a couple of months, but it was never um, anything more than just like bloating you would get on a regular period. Um, so where the myth probably originated was the first birth control pills. So when birth control pills first came out in the 1960s, they had super high levels of estrogen and progestin. Mm. Like, and though, and high levels can, can make you gain weight. But today's pills have much lower amounts. So the first pill was called Envoid, which is a very strange name for a birth control pill. And probably why like we Envoid, like, I'm going to void yep. any pregnancies that you have. Yep. I like well, something straightforward. Well, see, my problem with it is that I don't like that they're called birth control pills because that makes people think, like, they only stop you from having birth. And they do mm -hmm. so much other things, like they stop acne, they help regulate 
irregular periods. They help with people who have really strong and heavy and painful mm-hmm. periods. But that's another, another, that's another episode. Another episode. So anyway, so the envoid pills, the first ones had 10,000 micrograms of progestin and 150 micrograms of estrogen. And today's pills have about 50 to 150 micrograms of progestin, down from 10,000. Um, and 20 to 50 milligram micrograms of estrogen, um, down from 150. And those pills were introduced in the eighties and today's pills are on a similar wavelength. It's almost like scientific study works and they thought maybe we shouldn't pump them so full of estrogen. No, Um, no, that's not what it could be. (laughs) We didn't. Science doesn't work is what you're telling me. Um, other hormonal methods that you might have, like the IUD, the implant, the NuvaRing, they also should not cause much weight gain. The only major exception is the depot shot. And that's where you get one shot every, what is it, like three months? Yeah. I think. So you get one shot of a high, a high level of progestin at one once to protect for three months. Um, but the weight gain, even then, is still only around five pounds. And that's really just because you're getting so much at once. Um, there was one study that found that three out of four women, so 75%, didn't actually experience much weight gain from the shot, but those that who did um, probably would continue to see weight gain. So as with all medications, if you experience something out of the norm or you have any concerns, go see your doctor. We're not doctors. We did do research on this, but don't go into your, or don't, you know, blame us for your medical <laughs> issues. It's true. Neither of us have, uh degrees in medicine we don't we won't be offended though if you go to your doctor and say hey i was listening to this podcast and they are saying that i shouldn't have gained all this weight from birth control and i i wish you all could see like the amount of research that she has i have like a (laughs) front and back of scribbled notes um and i'm going to have to step up my game next (laughs) next time to to be on the level of jenny That's what being an English major yeah. does for you. Yeah. I, I work in social services, and I, I don't write papers anymore. She doesn't have as much time as I do. <laughs> she has more important things that she's doing. Yeah, planning a wedding. It's not important. <laughs> don't get... Well, if you get married. I can't say don't get married, but don't plan a wedding. It's terrible. It, it's pretty bad. Just never do it. All right. True or false, Jenny? Mountain Dew will mess up your junk and lower your sperm count. Well, that's a tough one. Like, it seems like one of those things that automatically I say false, but it had, I feel like it had to come from somewhere. I don't know what's in Mountain Dew besides just like a whole bunch of sugar and maybe citric acid. Um, I'm probably, I might be wrong. I'm going to go with my gut and say that that's not true. You're correct. It is false. Uh, first of all, the, it only affects men. Like, do do our eggs not, like, get shriveled on this? And apparently, you know, the myth only says that men's sperm count gets lower. Because when I worked at child support, that was one thing that someone told me. They're like, I I douched with Mountain Dew. Like, I couldn't have possibly gotten pregnant. Wait, a woman douched with Mountain Dew? Mm-hmm. Woman douched with Mountain Dew. She said she'd, like... But I couldn't have gotten pregnant. And then there was her boyfriend was like, and I drank a lot of Mountain Dew. uh, So there's no way that I could have my semen counts low or my sperm counts low. I couldn't have possibly had a kid. Well, that sounds like that's just ingredients for a very weird yeast infection. Yeah, never put anything sugary up your hoo-ha, ladies. Also, don't blow. Or your ass. Like, don't put anything. No, don't put any 
anything sugary, yeasty, of any orifice, it's a bad idea. That's don't don't put that things in there unless it's supposed to go in there like lube, a penis, a sex toy. Like, don't don't experiment with yeah. random things up in there. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Also, don't blow into people's vaginas. That can kill people. Like... I don't know. It has something to do with the air circulating. We'll cover it on another issue. Uh, yeah, I was like, I feel like I need that that covered more <laughs> to be continued on a later episode. Uh, do you know where your children are? <laughs> but yeah, like first, first the issue is that it it only supposedly messes with men, and if women and both both men and women are ingesting. Mountain Dew, uh, wouldn't it affect both of our bodies? Maybe not in the same way. Because, um, you know, clearly I don't have any sperm, but... Uh, we only send one egg out a month, and their sperm is, like, constantly being produced. So maybe that's where it is. Maybe they're like, well, the women's eggs are in a locked safe, and the men are just constantly shooting out sperm. Yeah, and use a lot of it. Uh... But the myth also included, like, mellow yellow, other vibrantly bright uh, yellow drinks, uh, where they used yellow dye number five. Uh, Sounds like a really bad pop song. That's actually going to be the new name of my band, yellow dye number five. Yellow dye number five. Yeah. Uh, but yellow dye number five has been used uh, since 1916 in a variety of candies, beverages, uh, especially ice creams. It's a very... A common thing for, you know, lemon-flavored items. Uh, it's food coloring. Yeah, it's food coloring, guys. It's not going to jack up your junk in any way. Uh, so if why, why would Mountain Dew affect you any more than eating lemon lemon ice cream uh i feel like you know twinkies have yellow dye number five did those ever come back they did oh, okay. also if you think that a substance can kill sperm do you really want to be ingesting that substance yeah right that that sounds like maybe it would help in one sense but it would be damaging in way more senses yeah it's just not a not not a thing food Food dye doesn't kill your sperm, guys. You're fine. You shouldn't... There are many other reasons why you shouldn't ingest a shit ton of Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow. Soda in general. Uh, the sugar and caffeine content being high up there. Um, sugar is the new fat for getting cancer and killing you. It's also just really bad for your teeth. And we're... Yeah. Also, guys, I looked up the blowing into a vagina... And, um, <laughs> it is true that you shouldn't do it, but it's also apparently a very rare occurrence that says when air is blown or forced directly into a vagina without allowing any air to escape an air embolism, the abnormal presence of air in the cardiovascular system could form, which can be fatal. So just don't try it. It's not cute. Yeah, and cute. also as a woman, I don't think I want anyone blowing down there. That's just sort of weird. Sounds like a bad Cosmo tip. That's an episode we should do. Cosmo tips. I think we've got it on the list. we got a really long list. We do. But if you have any, we'll give you information on how you can send them to us at the end of the show. Indeed. Whose turn is it? It's I yours. It's my turn. It's yours. All yeah. right. Here's a really common one that people, if anybody listens to this, they will probably send us messages and be like, no, you're wrong. Okay, true. Our 12 listeners. Our 12 <laughs> listeners who are all of our friends yeah. and people listening to this hopefully far in the future. 
Uh, okay, true or false? Antibiotics make birth control less effective. Uh, this one is false. I feel like it was started like back in the seventies or something. Uh, am I am I right? You are right. Yeah. Um, so this is still one of like the really, really, really strongly held beliefs to the point where, like I said, if this weren't our first episode and people were listening to us um, right out the gate, uh, I think we would get a lot of messages about it. But several studies have been conducted and they found no connections between antibiotics and birth control um, or they could not prove it. And this includes the journals Contraception, Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology, Canadian Journal of Infectious Diseases, among others. Um, there's only one um, antibiotic that is proven to decrease birth control effectiveness, and that is rifampin, and that's for tuberculosis. There's also another medication called grisofulvin, which is for fungal infections. So if you're taking something for fungal infections or tuberculosis, you might want to double-check. Um, those two medications increase a liver enzyme that breaks down hormones, so um, the active hormones that you have in your birth control pill break down faster in the body before the body can use them to prevent ovulation. But um, there's not been any proven connection between most antibiotics and birth control pills. Um, most of the time it's because birth control just has a failure rate um, about 9% with typical use. They're not 100% effective. Um, so it's sort of coincidental probably because a lot of people take antibiotics a lot of people take birth control pills. Um, uh, and then you might think, well, what about the warnings on my medication? Have you seen those warnings on, or like had your doctor, if you're getting an antibiotic, tell you like, well, if you're taking birth control pills, use the second form of med or second form of protection. They knew I wasn't getting any at the time, so they weren't <laughs> worried about it so much. But I, I'm sure that I have. I have I've even had um, gynecologists tell me this. So when I have discovered through research that it's not true, it's a little bit confusing. Um, but apparently for the FDA, they said that it was appropriate, hand air quotes, to include a warning even though no link exists or can be proved because they think that the scientific evidence is limited, um, but while also simultaneously saying that it is a relatively rare event. So get your story straight, FDA, mm. calling you out on our lowly podcast. Um, yeah, that one person from FDA that's listening to our podcast. <laughs> uh, well, and also, like, isn't one of the statistics on birth control failures, both condoms and uh, birth control pills, like, a part of that is just user error yeah a lot of it can be user error and like i said it's most likely coincidental because they're just so common there's a lot of people taking birth control pill and there's a lot of people taking antibiotics um but there are some side effects of antibiotics that could cause the pill to be less effective like if your antibiotic gives you diarrhea or vomiting that can um lessen the effectiveness because you're pooping or throwing it up mm -hmm. um but if you don't your system yeah. you know Again, it's better to be safe than sorry. If you're really concerned about it, just use a second form of birth control or don't have sex while you're taking your antibiotic. But there's no proven link. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> True or false? Uh, I don't know if you watched Glee. I feel like you didn't. We I watched one episode of Glee, and it was the episode where Jesus appeared on a grilled cheese, and I never watched it again. 
I don't remember that episode. I've been told that it was the worst episode, but it was the one that I saw, and I never uh, watched it again. I don't know. I like I like the creator's um, other show, Scream Queens, though. Oh, that is a good one. I do love that show. Uh, but during the uh, the show Glee, two of the main characters uh, get pregnant or have a well. Only a woman can get pregnant. Sorry, <laughs> the, the main female character. <laughs> <laughs> female character uh, gets pregnant and she tells her boyfriend that she's never had sex with that she got pregnant from him jacking it in the hot tub while she was there. Sperm are swimmers. <laughs> so uh, can you get pregnant from a hot tub that has sperm floating in it? True oh, false. so this is not just, you know, having sex in a hot tub. Yeah, it's... Don't have sex in water. Water and lube parts don't mix well, but that's the eye, not yeah. the... Water... There's, there's, no, there's no penetration happening. It's literally just sperm floating around in the hot tub. That's a tough one. Again, my gut is to say that that's not true, but I know that sperm can live for, like, three days... Or some nonsense, but I think that's, like, inside of you. Uh, so, I'm gonna say false, but I, I'm not certain. I'm, like, 50-50 lean and false. <laughs> you are correct. It is false. Uh, sperm can only live for a limited amount of time uh, outside of the proper temperature of the human body. Uh, testicles are around 4 degrees lower than your average body temperature. I thought they would have been warmer. Nope, lower. Um, they are, uh, lower than your body temperature, only a little bit, like, probably to the point that if you touch them, you can't, I can't tell when I touch what them. What if you put a thermometer down there? It would be a lie for me to say that I'm not gonna, like, put a thermometer up against my fiance's balls tonight. Well, like, what if it's one of those situations I hope where, none like... none of his family is listening to this. I don't want to share it on Facebook now. <laughs> what if it's one of those situations where it's, like... A kid trying to get out of school and they're trying to go for like that low grade temperature, and they just like while their mom's not looking, stick the thermometer against their balls. I would that feel work? like the back of your knee would like work a little better than the, well, they're going to for get, the, oh, the low grade theater, the low theater, grade fever. fever, not theater. Well, there's <laughs> low grade theater is what we did in high school. This is true. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's that's a good follow up question. We'll have to look that up. Like a future um, burning question. Yeah, a future burning question with experimentation on Elizabeth's fiance. <laughs> I'll never tell him. He's not going to listen to this anyways. I'm not that worried. Um, She's going to do it while he's sleeping. No, he's a he's colder when he sleeps. That's a terrible idea. Um, but yeah, but. Uh, the ball sack is around four uh, degrees below body temperature, um, and that's the reason why your balls will kind of contract up when they get too cold. They're trying to get, like, a little bit warmer when they fluctuate, um, and then when they get too hot, they sag. Um, I've read a variety of amusing stories of men getting their testicles stuck in slatted chairs when they were sitting naked. That was a big joke on the new Baywatch movie, which oh, I did watch. It was. Oh. 10 out of 10 would watch again. It was so shitty. I love so it. So if you've seen the Baywatch movie, that scene is 100% accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Clearly. that's It has that's, a slight ring of truth. <laughs> much like the rest of Hollywood. Um... 
But yeah, long, long rambling story short, uh, no, you can't. Um, first of all, it's entirely too hot. The hot tub is entirely too hot to uh, have the sperm survive out there. Um, even your like internal body temperature is not that warm. It to be hot, but not too hot. But also, uh, when I think about it now, I'm also thinking like, even if you're naked in a hot tub or a bath, like, the water doesn't go into your vagina. So. Yeah, that's that's where I was going to go next. Like, unless, you know, you're, like, scooping up that one spot that you had to scoop it up and you're doing some really bad porno finger yeah, banging. Like, banging. Um, like, holding yourself open for some yeah, odd God, reason. Like, just shoving it up there. Um, also, unless it's a private hot tub, it's probably not very clean anyway. Oh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> also, don't shove chlorinated water up your twat. There's among the list of things that you shouldn't put up your hoo-ha. That. Don't put it up your whisper biscuit, ladies. Don't do it. Also, but, like, would the chlorine kill the sperm? Yeah, that's among the other issues. <laughs> um, the, the chemicals will kill it. The heat will kill it. Um, also, liquid disperses, guys. Like, good. I know it's kind of like a real viscous um, real viscous. It's sticky. Yeah, that's about. <laughs> it's late at night. It's a Friday night. We've worked. We've worked all week. Uh, so words are escaping me. But yeah, it's it, even though it's sticky, liquid's gonna disperse it. Um, even the the water from you know your bathtub is is too hot for it to survive in there. So, but really, just. Take our word for it. Don't have sex in water. It's not a very good lubricant. It's not. Yeah. It It seems like it would be because you, like, slip on it, but no. As a young fool that has done that myself, it was a very uncomfortable experience. Don't do it. All right. Our last one. True or false? This is a tricky one. I don't think that very many people have heard of this, actually, so I don't know if it's really a wives' tale, but true or false? Birth control pills protect you from the flu. That was a real obscure one that you're pulling out. I've got hiccups. I'm trying not to hiccup. Uh, we'll add flair to episode one. <laughs> Just drink your beer upside down. I'll tell them the story. <laughs> That's how it comes out my nose, I think. Uh, I, I feel like that has to be false. Like, it... That seems so utterly ridiculous. Um... Yeah, but I have no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll take yeah. it away from you. It's true. What? Probably. All right, so researchers from John Hopkins found that progesterone, which is a very common hormone used in birth control, reduced the effects of fluid mice and sped up their healing. So they've only tested it in mice, but because the flu acts very similarly between humans and mice, they think that birth control pills might be helping you out with the flu. Now, it might not stop you from getting the flu, like still go get your flu shot, but what they found with the mice was that the, they did a control, like mice with no progesterone and mice with progesterone. They found that the mice that had the progesterone had less inflammation, better lung function, and produced more proteins to protect the lungs and help them heal um, after they got the flu. Um so signs do point towards that, helping fight the flu by lowering recovery times, producing proteins to protect the lungs. Um, but, you know, both of the mice that had it or didn't have it both did get sick, and because they're mice, they died. So 
I'm not saying that like you shouldn't get your flu shot if you're taking birth control pills, but it hasn't get, been widely get vaccinated. Yeah, people. get get the flu shot. Um, it hasn't been widely studied, um, but when you get the flu, your natural levels of progesterone do fall. Your natural levels fall, so that sort of makes sense. To, like if you're supplementing those nat- lower levels with the birth control pill, it might be helpful. So that's a fun fact that you can whip out at your mm-hmm. next party. Yeah. Um, I I will be telling people that for like the next several days because that's, that's what I do. I get excited about a fact and then I go and tell people about it and then I go tell them again because I've forgotten that I've told them about it. You live with me. You know what happens. I know. She tells yeah. the same stories over and over again and you can either call her out on it or just listen to the same story again. And I always appreciate it when you just let me tell my story again because I'm so excited about it. Just so excited. All right. Do we have a burning question? Uh, just the, let's explain what the burning question is. Um, our, we're going to close out each segment with what we call a burning question, uh, that we will get from our followers, those 12 followers, uh, or, you know, we'll go pester someone. We live in a college town, so we'll go pester a college student. That's how we get kicked off of college campuses. (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to go, uh, go to L or some college in town. There's multiple and just, yeah. Ask him, what's your burning question? Yeah, what's your burning question about No, sex? no context. Yep. <laughs> We're not even going to add the sex no, not part. The sex. Just say, what's your burning question? And just leave it at that. That's They'll probably be like, high I class don't understand this physics <laughs> equation. High class journalism. <laughs> That's what college, sound, college kids sound like. They have a very high-pitched voice. I don't understand this math <laughs> question. Didn't you just graduate from high like college a few years ago? Uh, I got my master's degree. That's true. That's right. I'm doing this podcast, <laughs> and I have a master's degree. That happened about a year ago. So, you know, things are going great. That's where we are. (laughs) Yeah. So, burning, our burning question this week is, why does it burn when I pee? Why does it? It can burn for a multitude of reasons. You could have soap in your urethra, uh, for one. Well, how do you know for sure, though? Well, if you continue to pee and it burns well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you should keep peeing. Don't stop. Uh, but if you, if it continues to burn after several sessions of urination, go follow up with your doctor. That is, you know, the best bet. They studied this junk, not, no pun intended, uh, to be able to help you if you have any sort of issues. But if you, if it continues to burn after you have uh, peed several times, because it could just be something is in your urethra, like a little bit of soap, um, some, some sort of, uh, bacteria is stuck in there. Just got to pee it out a little. I know that sounds disgusting. Like, but <laughs> these are yeah. conversations I frequently have at work. If you're a lady, could it just be an issue with, since all the parts are so close together, could mm-hmm. it be like a vaginal infection? It could. Um, which is why if, if it ever burns when you pee, go see your doctor. Like I said, that's what you pay them for. Um, cause it and could we're be in some America, sort of, we do have to pay them. Yeah, <laughs> we are. We're in Kentucky. Like it's an even worse yeah. shit show here. Um, but it, it could be some sort of infection. Um, your doctor will be able to steer you in the right direction. Um, you could have a UTI, you could have, um, God help you bacterial vaginosis. That is like the shit of my nightmares. That sounds um, scary. I don't know what it is, but that sounds like a character from a horror movie. <laughs> 
Um, and especially ladies, like our vaginas do weird things. You know, they're always, which is another reason why we started this podcast. Yeah. But our vaginas are always doing weird things. It's You're 2018. Like, we don't know what's going on down there. I'm shit. Like the closer to 30 that I get, the more I feel like I just don't know my own vagina anymore. If you're a man listening to this, just trust us that as a woman, if I enter any symptoms into WebMD, it could be like, I'm not feeling sensation in my finger because it is gone and lopped off my hand. One of the <laughs> results will still be, you could be pregnant. Funny story, actually, when you get pregnant, uh, carpal tunnel is a possible side effect. See? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They don't understand how pregnancy yeah, like works. It's, it's 2018. Oh. We still think, oh, I got a sore wrist. Let me put that into WebMD. Yeah. And I like, could be pregnant. <laughs> could be pregnant. One of my, uh, one of my coworkers got pregnancy-induced carpal tunnel. That sounds real um, fake. And uh, your whole organs move. Like, shit gets weird when you get pregnant. I don't... I look forward to researching that episode. Because I feel like when I was growing up, I thought I knew about pregnancy. But as each of my friends get pregnant, I discover more and more. And I wonder, why do we keep reproducing? Right? The, the end goal, at least... For me, I'll be honest, I don't like babies. So for me, the end goal is not worth it. I'm not even like April Ludgate where she's like, I would love all the things that pregnancy did to my body. But then we have a baby. For me, it's just like, no, straight no all around. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. I don't... <laughs> it scares the shit out of me, which is another thing that can happen when you're giving birth. Yeah, and if you if it burns while you pee, that might mean that you're pregnant. <laughs> Probably. That's probably a symptom, since uh, everything yeah. is literally um, a symptom when you're pregnant. Yeah. Long story short, as we've rambled to the end of this, <laughs> to the end of this podcast, if it burns when you pee and it continues burning for a long time, uh, like a long time being more than a couple of days, consult a medical professional. Yes. As with anything in this podcast, if you have something weird going on and we mention it, go go seek a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, right. both, both of us have used Planned Parenthood not to like plug <laughs> uh, plug anything but like when neither of us had health insurance um, Planned Parenthood was my savior they were like I can't sing yeah. a song because it's copyrighted but you know what song it is <laughs> sing it in your head alright well thank you for listening if you liked this share this episode on Facebook or Twitter or whatever method of sharing that you do you can follow us on Facebook um, for updates and jokes and shared articles and whatever else, you can also email us with any hate mail, love mail. Be gentle. It's our first time. Episode advice, topic advice at whiskerbiscuitsgravy at gmail.com because someone stole whisker biscuits and gravy. So no and, just whiskerbiscuitsgravy yeah. at gmail.com. Screw them. Uh and be sure to subscribe to our podcast because that's how we know if people actually give a shit what we're talking about. Uh, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. And maybe more to come once we figure all of that out. It's just episode one. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.